1: Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Don't my uh, okay, so thanks for listening to uh, another episode of the Piercing Wizard podcast. Uh, this week, I've got my friend Jesse down from Canada. We're going to go see Apocalyptica in Boston tonight. Say hi, Jesse.
0: How's it going, Ryan?
1: Pretty good. Thanks for having me on the air again. Thanks for driving down ten hours or so to get here. I love road trips. Yeah, yeah, more than me. Especially um, when there's treasure at the end. Yeah, treasure. Like here. Uh, oh, well, mm-hmm. it's mostly Bowser, I think. Um, the the last time I drove anywhere, I went to New York a couple of weeks ago for a wrestling show, and it was only like four hours, and by the end of it, I j- I, I wanted to murder people like. I can't I can't do long road You have trips, to take the think.
0: you have to take the scenic route.
1: Yeah, 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 going into like into New York City, like into Times Square in the middle of like a Saturday afternoon is probably yeah. not a smart idea. While you're testing your patience. Yeah, and apparently I have none, so. Uh so some of the stuff I wanted to just kind of check in on you with is uh, you know, different instructions, uh, instructing stuff, you know, and we talked a lot about that and how we're managing like Mm-hmm. personal life and uh and work life how's how's everything going for you at the shop everything's
0: been great at the shop <clears throat> um i just have one i just had one tattoo artist leave he's uh moving out west i'm really excited for him he got a great yeah. opportunity that, cool. that leaves one opening yeah um but otherwise we're comfortable uh, i find like the shop is running itself right now
1: yeah it's kind of that's kind of like that sweet spot it like is. golden it really time is.
0: i feel like the studio manager um Caitlin, she's, You know diamond in the rough Mm -hmm. i feel like i wish i found her 10 years ago yeah and without her i i don't know if thrive would exist
1: yeah to be honest really (laughs) you would have just thrown in the towel by now
0: i no, i don't think i would have thrown in the towel i think we would have figured it out but i feel like you know how those certain people coming across your path yeah and it just works oh yeah that's her yeah you know and uh, i can't speak highly enough of her Um, and the rest of the staff just kind of they take care of their own and for the most part like, yeah i mean obviously we all have our hiccups every day and
1: yeah.
0: we love and hate mm-hmm. um <laughs> the people we work with but yeah. there's more love
1: than there is hate there that's so. good yeah mm-hmm. i mean I, i'm at a spot where you know we still have some tensions here and there at the shop but it's like everybody gets along friendly you know we're all playing uh this video game lately that called... doesn't
0: su- that doesn't surprise
1: no me. it, it <laughs> shouldn't uh destiny on on playstation so it's me and like three of the tattooers and Uh, two of the other piercers and like you know we all play so it's it's cool because during the day if it's like, oh, uh, you know, they're working, I'm working, you know, they're annoyed that I asked them to clean this or that or whatever, then at the end of the night, it's just like, oh, let's all shoot right. aliens and joke and, you know. So do
0: you do that virtually? Like, do you guys go home and then log into something? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, play? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we, we all have...
1: have our, like, personal space where yeah. we're all just, like, nerds sitting around, you know, everybody's making their partners unhappy because they're ignoring them of and course, everything. <laughs> and Bowser just gets, like, super bored and falls asleep on the couch.
0: So do you guys ever do, like, outings? Do you
1: guys ever go out for a dinner or go out we to... Do the... sometimes. We do sometimes. We do that, that, like that Viking dinner, you know, we, we didn't so last year because like I, I wimped out on the cost, but I, I think this year I, I should suck it up, save for it, and, yep. and do it again. Because everybody always loved it, and it's a pretty fun time. I
0: think we just talked about it at our studios that we're going to try to meet up once a month and pick a day. Yeah. Let's say if it's a Friday night once a month mm. if you can make it you can make it if you can't you can't yeah. not mandatory nothing but just kind of be a social gathering and just pick a new place each artist picks a new place for us to try if it's yeah. a dinner place Chuck or, E. Cheese yeah exactly yeah. it could be pizza one night a town the next it's always Tim Hortons yeah. go through a drive through get some Timbits but uh, yeah we did this recently we just did our first one it was actually a, a, our farewell to our one uh, tattoo artist mm-hmm. but we all got together and I remember there was tensions the week before between yeah. a lot of the artists and then all of a sudden we went out for this dinner and like we were all like best friends the next day right i think we just needed to get out of that uh beer helps too
1: i'd imagine uh beer and wine definitely yeah yeah, Yeah, that helps a lot uh i'm probably gonna do some sort of dinner um around november for aaron before he he moves on to denver but um last last winter because we didn't do the the big viking dinner in boston i was like okay you know i'll I'll put together a nice little curated dinner at, at there's like a speakeasy restaurant next door it's really cool good food and everything uh, so laid down a bunch of money, gave him an idea for a menu and he, it was like, it was closed. It was private just, just for us. You Sounds know, everybody, awesome. could partner, everybody could bring a partner and everybody could bring friend. And that day we had a huge snowstorm. Of course. And like half the people couldn't, couldn't drive, you know, let alone make it to uh. this dinner. So we were all sitting there eating like, you know, this really <laughs> expensive food and it's like, Hey, who wants two or three portions of this amazing food? And. So that that bummed me out. So now it's like no more fancy shop events during snow season. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Summer. Yeah. Picnics. So uh, so this week I've got an interview with Kale. Uh, it's it's really interesting talking to her because I I totally see a path laid out for her where eventually she'll be on the board of directors for the APP. Like it's it's inevitable at this point. Um, but all like the different volunteering she's done—it's been like really impressive. And you know, she she took over the mentor program, yes. and she took over like social media and like all this stuff. And she's she's doing an awesome job. So where is she based out of? Worcester, like uh, forty-five minutes south of here. Nice. So yeah, uh, it's a pretty cool shop too. They're they're expanding right now. Um, so I, I talked to her a little bit, got some some input and ideas, and like, have you seen her jewelry line at Xbox? No, I have not. It's super cute. Like, it's, she does like a lot of like really small, like hand crocheted stuff, mm-hmm. and then she did these little, like little terrarium ear weights and everything. So it's pretty cool. So I talked to her about that, uh, pretty interesting, and um, I was thinking, you know, if we go for a walk or if we're on our way down to the show, we could record a, a full episode for, for next week, you and me. Excellent. Cool. Yeah. I missed chatting with you. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, all right, so uh, enjoy the conversation with, uh, with Kale Belford from Piercing Emporium in Worcester, Massachusetts. And, oh, my God, my dog is <laughs> sneezing. sneezing. You okay? Sounds He's good. allergic to Canadians. Uh, and uh, I'll be back a little bit later with more conversation with Jesse.
2: Hello, I'm Kale. I am a piercer at the Piercing Emporium and Tattoo in Worcester, Massachusetts.
1: And what's your social media name?
2: Uh, I go by Miss Kale.
1: Miss Kale. Um, so, a couple of things that we wanted to talk about are going to be some of your volunteering that you do with the app. I know that you've really stepped up your game like a lot in the last few years. Um, how did it? How did it start with you? How did you start volunteering with the app?
2: Um, actually, it's kind of funny. It was sort of in passing with Aaron Pollock. Um, he needed someone to sort of come into the social media. Uh, committee. And, you know, I just sort of mentioned in passing, hey, you know, if you ever need any help, just let me know. And I'd only been a member for a few months at the time. So I was sure that it wasn't going to happen. But I ended up just becoming a a little basic volunteer, you know, sharing pictures and things like that. And within a few months, I became a team leader. And then um, now I run the committee. Um, It only took about a year to get up there. But um, you know, I just, I just, I worked really hard and I proved my worth and, you know, from there it's just kind of progressed.
1: Yeah. It seems like you're one of the people who wants to volunteer to, to get stuff done and not necessarily to, to be seen volunteering. I don't know if that makes, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, but... no,
2: it does. Um, I, I really love volunteering for the association and it's, it's been great. Everyone's been really supportive and, you know, I, I love putting in all my free time. It's It's been great. Cool. So, uh,
1: you know, you're getting a lot more involved in, like, larger tasks. You know, social media. Like, I did a little social media, do a little social media with, with Tumblr, but it's mostly just kind of reblogging, answering a few questions. You know, you're really kind of running those teams and all those different platforms. And, and now you're also doing the mentor program, a conference, and you've actually joined the, the full outreach committee, too. So um, what are what are like some of the directions you want to take it? Do you want to make it more to like bring new people into the APP or to like support the people that are already there and and get them involved? Like, like what's your, what's your drive for, for the
2: volunteering? Um, You know, honestly, it's a little of both. I really do love working with um, new piercers and especially new conference attendees.
1: (laughs) Um, So with the mentor program, how do you, how do you feel like it went this year? Like I've noticed some, some pretty significant changes in the last few years.
2: Um, a lot did change this year. I've been volunteering on the mentor program for a few years, but this was my first year as the the coordinator of the program um, You know we've had some issues in the past with people, and just uh you know how it was run before you know may have not always been the the best way to go about things but um this year I tried really hard to just take a lot of feedback into consideration and you know, tried to step up the, the mentor program game. And, you know, we had a lot of really great mentors this year. Uh, a lot of the, the new attendees were just really happy with who they were paired with. Um, you know, it was, just, it was just really great all around. So
1: what's your, what's your process for, like, teaming people up with their mentor? Is it, like, personality-wise or is it experience-wise?
2: Um, I try to do both. Um, we have surveys that we send out. Based on the survey of the of the mentor and the mentee, um, I just kind of go from there in in pairing. So, you know, they have the, the same interests and shows personality wise. Um, I do try to um, do my best pairing up the people with like food, you know, things like vegans and stuff like that. Yeah, That makes sense because I don't think a vegan wants
1: to end up seeing me eat like pepperoni
2: pizza or something. Right. Right. And, you know, some people don't actually mind like me personally. I'm a vegan. I do not mind being paired up with someone that eats meat. But, you know, I do try to take all of that stuff into consideration, um, you know, when pairing when pairing others.
1: Where did the word mentee come from? Because that drives me bananas. Like that's not an actual (laughs) word, is it?
2: It is not. And I know that you hate the word. (laughs) Um, I honestly have no idea where it came from. The program has been around since 2009. And I've only been on it for a few years. And it's been a word... Since I've been with the mentor program, so
1: yeah, we're gonna have uh, to we're gonna have to figure out what like the actual yeah. word is, or I'm just gonna start if calling people
2: mentees. If anyone has a suggestion of what we should change the word to, I am always you know down to hear it. I have no idea what else we could call it.
1: <laughs> so uh, one of the one of the cool things that I liked about the mentor program this year was you split people up with like teams with buttons, and then the mentors had like had posters and stuff. What were some of the team names? Because some of them were pretty good.
2: <laughs> um, in the survey, I put a question, uh, What is your spirit animal? So I let people, I let the mentors kind of choose their team names a little bit. Um, we did have a couple of interesting ones. There was a uh, team cheese pizza, which was probably my favorite.
1: That's probably gonna um, be my I'm
2: team. A cheese pizza is a spirit animal, too. I think it was Pablo. There was team ginger cat. Um, I was team chubby cat, uh, chubby cat forever. You know, just it was mostly animals, but some of them were pretty great. You know, I, I I think it's a it's kind of a fun thing for the mentees to be like, oh, this is the team that I'm on, and we have this fun team name, and I have a little button on my on my badge. You know, a lot of people don't don't really get flair for their their badges, so yeah, and I, I just I thought think it was
1: a nice touch because I remember. Yeah. I, I was actually the the idiot that that started the mentor program, but it was like a super sloppy version of it. It was basically like, hey, do you need somebody to you know tell you how to book a class or you know where to get lunch or something like that. And I just kind of randomly, I had a line of people that volunteered to be mentors, and I had a line of people that volunteered to be manatees, and uh, I basically just kind of pointed out, and I was like, okay, you with 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 him, you with her, you over here, you over here, and then they just kind of like it was just you know chaos. But uh, you know, I, I like your feel of like team building and get people like talking and, and, uh, you know, hanging out with each other other than just answering questions.
2: Right. And, and, you know, I think it's going to get better every year. Um, you know, I'm still kind of feeling it out and just trying to figure out what, what people like and what people really want to see with the program. So, you know, it, it, it will progress with each year, but, um, you know, it's still kind of a learning process and, you know, I, I think, a a lot of people are having fun with it and and that's the most important thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, really when it comes down to it, it's, it's totally worth it because it takes someone who might've been really nervous to go to conference and it like buddies them up with people and, you know, maybe with, with people that they wanted to talk to online and hadn't gotten the chance before. And I think it really makes their, their conference experience a little bit more special for them.
2: Right. And we do have a lot of mentors that know tons of people. So, you know, it's, the, the mentors that I like to, to bring on are the ones that know all these people and have no problems taking, you know, their little mentee groups around and introducing them to others and, you know, just kind of getting them out there a little bit because a, a lot of the, the new attendees are afraid to go up to people that they look up to online and even just to say hello or even just, you know, in passing like a wave or a handshake or anything. So it, it really helps get them out there and and just, You know, at least just saying hello to other people.
1: Yeah, I always try to do that every year, like as much as possible, you know, every now and then I, I get in a mood, but, uh, you know, I, I like to like make eye contact with people. And if, if they're not with a friend or something, if they're just kind of standing around looking lost, I'll walk up and be like, Hey, how's it going? You know, what's your name? Where are you from? Uh, I'm Ryan, you know, any questions about anything? Or if I can, I can I help you find something you're looking for or whatever. And, you know, just right. to offer like a full support system for people to, to give them that is, is really beneficial. Cause I remember, I don't know how, how was it, your first conference, like, were you terrified to go? Cause I was terrified my first conference.
2: Oh, I was absolutely terrified. And um, I didn't personally know about the mentor programs existence. Um, I believe my, f- actually, I believe my first year that there was no mentor program. Um, but I didn't really know anyone except for the people that I looked up to online. I was definitely way too afraid to say, hi, like I'm this like, little piercer chick over here and you know I I didn't I didn't really recall talking to anyone I just went to some classes and then went home
1: <laughs> yeah I mean that was basically my first year uh I I sat in my hotel room all the time like you know I didn't really have yeah, industry friends at the time you know there were some people that I recognized from like BME but uh there was nobody that I was really talking to so uh that's that's kind of why I wanted to make a suggestion for something like a mentor program in the first place is for the wallflowers and the introverts who, who aren't good at just kind of like starting conversations, you know, give them some sort of a personalized contact or, or maybe even just the experience of like, Oh, don't get lunch there. It's terrible. You know, just, just anything to help them have like a, a better week.
2: Yeah. And, and I take my first year experience into consideration, you know, when I, when I do this mentor program stuff, you know, I, I want people to have a better experience than my, my first year. So,
1: so who were some of the standouts this year? You mentioned Pablo, but who else do you think kind of shined as a mentor?
2: Um, you know, there was a couple of first time mentors that I was absolutely proud of. Um, Dorian was one of them. Dorian Mm -hmm. was amazing. Yeah. Um, I actually was quite proud of him. Becky, um, there was a couple of people that stepped up that actually hadn't signed up for the mentor program, but mm-hmm. came to me in the week saying, hey, I was helping out some of these mentees. Like, you know, um, they just needed help. Maybe they were having some issues. They couldn't get in contact with their mentor. You know, Perry Doyd was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Gus is always a great mentor slash not really a mentor. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: you know, honestly, Gus is like the conference uncle, basically.
2: He, he really is. He's, I love him to bits. And, uh, you know, honestly, everyone, everyone this year was amazing. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for, for everyone and all of the work that they put in this year. And on, I would like to give one little shout out to, um, Rich Hardwick. Um, he's the one that made all of those little buttons and, I meant to give him a shout-out at conference, and I didn't get the chance, so here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for the buttons. They were awesome.
1: Some of the other stuff um, related to to conference, do you kind of see yourself taking on more of an instructor role in the future, or do you feel like you want to be more kind of behind the scenes?
2: Um, I do really like instructing. Um, I've done it a couple of times and it's pretty great. I'm kind of a shy person, so I'm slowly sort of getting out of my shell when it comes to that. It's taken a little time, but I would like to teach more classes at conference. Um, I've put in some proposals this year for for some actual classes, so I'm hoping that they'll be accepted. Um, we'll I'll make see sure how they all get though. voted down. Sorry. <laughs> well, thank you, thank You're you. Welcome. Anything I'd can I'd at it anyway. <laughs>
1: Uh, So, like, adding to your mountain of stuff that you do at Conference Week, you're also uh, a jewelry vendor there.
2: Yes, I am. Um, I hope it's okay to shout out my company name here, but it's Uzu Organics. Sure, I'll I'll just Um, bill
1: you for the advertising.
2: (laughs) This was my fourth year selling at Conference, and I honestly couldn't have done it without Terry Leroy. Yeah. Um, He has really pushed me and has inspired me to... Do more with my jewelry company and, you know, get a, a booth to myself and just, you know, put myself out there. And he's just, he's been one of the the biggest supportive, like, people that that have just, like, pushed me through this. So, um, you know, thanks, Terry. But it is a lot of work juggling all of these things, but... Um, you know, I like staying busy at conference. I I feel really weird if I'm just kind of standing around not doing anything. So, yeah. you know, I like the hectic kind of chaos that goes on with my with my conference week.
1: Well, I, I'm kind of a, a lazy blob the whole rest of the year. So, you know, that's my my one week where I'm pretty much like on my feet for seven days straight, just always trying yeah. to to do something. Because I mean, like you can you can sleep when you get home.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So what were uh,
1: what were some of your your bigger sellers, or, or maybe explain your line a little bit for people who aren't too familiar with it? It's mostly you know handmade stuff, but also you like you you crochet little little bits and bobs, or like how do you I, how would you describe it?
2: Well, it mostly started off as a crochet line. I'm a huge knitter and crocheter. Most people know that about me. I love body jewelry, so I wanted to create a product that was you know, both things that I love, you know, crochet and body jewelry. And I came up with this idea of the crochet hangers. So that was kind of my um, focus for the first couple of years. I still do the crochet stuff, but now I've sort of gotten into a few other styles like wire wrapping. Um, I've been doing a lot of terrarium stuff. Those were super um, cute. Yeah, thank you. The the This year I had a ton of terrariums that all sold out within the first few hours of the first day on, on the expo floor. So um, I have some really great stuff in the works with the terrariums for this next year. So I hope everyone comes by and sees them, but um, I'll, will still always do the crochet stuff. I think that's kind of what I'm known for, but the terrariums are kind of where it's at for me right now.
1: (laughs) One of my favorite things for expo every year, you know, it's, it's great to see the, like, the huge companies, you know, Industrial Strength, Anatometal, Body Vision, LeRoy, you know, those guys. But uh, I really like seeing the more, like, artisanal vendors because you can really see, like, by leaps and bounds, their improvement every year. And, you know, yours has become, like, really refined and, uh, you know, like, the new hangers that you're using and all that stuff. Like, you can really see, like, a a really tight progression with with how you make jewelry. And it's it's pretty impressive to, to see that growth year to year.
2: Oh, thanks. I, um... You know, I just again a lot of it is just uh, you know customer feedback and not even just customers, but my peers. You know, like what I could do to improve my my product, and you know, I I look at what everyone else is doing. And this year specifically, there was a lot of small artisan vendors at conference, and everyone's stuff looked amazing, by the way. Yeah. But um, you know, I I look up to these people too because they've all been doing it, you know, for. Maybe as the amount same amount of time I have been, you know, just a few years. So, you know, it's great to see, you know, everyone progressing and just taking, you know, into consideration what is working and what isn't working, and just kind of moving from there. I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, everybody kind of, you know, grows as an industry and and grows individually, and uh, you know, it's just it's nice to see. Like I always. Uh, I always think that there's going to be like some some giant surprise every year, and uh, I love seeing like the the different things that are up for the the Innovators Award category and, and all like the new stuff every year. So that's one of my favorite things about Expo. Like I I don't even really buy that much jewelry at Expo anymore. I I pretty much just like I hand them a sheet of paper with all the stuff that I want to get, and then that's it. I don't I don't really like physically take stuff home anymore.
2: Right. Yeah, and I used to take your orders at the Leroy booth, and they were astonishing. So I'm <laughs> glad I never had to put your jewelry in a bag for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. This year, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Evan, one of my other piercers, he, he was working at the Leroy booth and I, I basically just like sucked up like a half of his day. I was like, okay, these are all the things I want. It's your job to put the, uh, the order together. So go ahead and do that. Evan.
2: I uh, hope he did all right over there. Yeah, no, no <laughs> he,
1: did good. he had a super sweet. fun time. Terry's a, just a really like generous guy to, uh, to work with. You know, he's not uh, like a slave driver or anything.
2: No, he's Terry. Is just he's the, one of the most kind, gentle, genuine people. He's he's very nice. If anyone ever has the opportunity to meet him, you know right away that he's just such a down to earth guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, and his jewelry is great too.
2: Oh yeah, ex- exactly. So uh, you mentioned
1: that we're going to be running into each other in a couple of weeks, and um, for the people who don't know, that's going to be Camp APP in Georgia the, uh, what is it, the first week of October?
2: Yes, October 3rd through 7th or something like that. Are you looking forward to it? First kind of weekend? Oh, I absolutely am. I'm actually, um, we were just kind of talking about me being an instructor. I am actually teaching... Or doing a, a small lecture at camp this year, so I'm a I'm a little excited, cool. a little nervous.
1: What's uh, um, What's your class going to be on?
2: It's the rise of artisan jewelry, oh. which is kind of fitting because I'm a you know a small artisan vendor. But basically, we'll just be talking about you know how how these small artisans are affecting our industry, especially these last few years. Um, you know, kind of a you know, fashion trends. Mm -hmm. And also I, we're going to do maybe just a little talk on um, the history of body jewelry. You know, I've got some really great stuff when it comes to that. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, hopefully it's cool. Cool.
1: (laughs) I I really like the, um, the, the learning environment at camp because it's just so like relaxed, you know, like conference, I wouldn't call conference uptight at all. But it's definitely more structured because, you know, you have a a classroom with 500 people in it sometimes, like, you can't really let it run off the rails if you want to stay on time. And camp classes are just kind of like, you know, hang out, learn some stuff, ask some questions if you have it, you know, sit in a comfy chair, eat a snack while while people give you this like really interesting perspective. I think one of my favorite classes last year was, was Bethra's class just on Pantone colors.
2: Oh, I, 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 love her color theory. Her color theory lecture is, it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, she did it the year before as well. And it just, every, every time I, it just blows my mind. Like it's just a whole different perspective on, jewelry and just and just color in general it's it's awesome
1: yeah yeah it really changed the way that I make orders because now you know especially with with companies that have maybe a six week or eight week or however many weeks wait I try to plan for whatever season I'll be receiving the jewelry on you know so if I'm making jewelry orders now I'm not going to be planning for summer colors I'm going to be planning for fall colors or I'm going to be planning planning for Uh like winter colors you know stuff that I can move maybe around Christmas time and um, it's great just like you know, going to the Pantone website or doing a Google search and figuring out, you know, what are the, what are the hot colors going to be that season? And it really just, it, it helps the, the jewelry move a lot faster.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, fashion trends are a huge thing. Um, right now, especially, you know, people, you know, clients coming into the studio, they, they want to see that kind of stuff. So it, it definitely improves your, uh, your sales yeah. in a huge way.
1: Camp is also cool, too, because there were a lot of different piercers where, you know, I, I, I've seen them at conference, you know, I, I recognize their face, I recognize their name from online, but we don't really have any sort of a personal connection. Like like Rich is a perfect example. Um, yeah. I hadn't really talked much to him, you know, other than just like quick, like, hi, how you doing kind of conversations. And just to be able to like sit down and chat with him at conference was great. Yeah. Um, Baron hanging out with Baron was awesome. Like we just played like card games, like, you know, me and him and and Aaron Pollock and like, it was just like super fun hanging out with all these people. And it's, it's not like a stuffy work environment where you don't have to be like on all the time. You know, you can just kind of meet people as you not as like Pierce or kale or Pierce or Ryan. It's just like people hanging out with each other and it's just a fun environment.
2: Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's so much different than conference, but also kind of the same, um, you know, cause it is a big, huge group of piercers, but it's like, it's not a massive group. Um, we're all kind of forced to do stuff together. You know, we all take our classes together. We all eat our meals together. We do the fun events together, like the bonfire, or the lake day or whatever. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a whole different perspective. And, and I absolutely love getting to know these people that I rarely see, you know, in passing at conference, it's just, it's so much nicer to, to say hello and, and learn their cat's name and yeah. what they do with their everyday lives. And, you know, it's just, it's just different. And I really like that. Yeah, it was, uh, it
1: was pretty fun for me. And it's, it's just nice, you know, like people eat together and, you know, people just kind of hang out and all that stuff. It's just, uh you know, it's really different. So, you know, if, if people are out there and they're thinking like, you know, what does the app really offer people? You know, I, I'm I'm glad that that Bethra started this event because like this is really what the app kind of is to me. I mean, it's not necessarily like people sitting around a campfire, but it's it's just the whole like community building. You know, after after BME hey. closed, um, and you know, kind of started to fizzle, like there really wasn't much of a community place. You know, like people talked on Facebook, sure. Uh, and people went to conference, sure, but it was still like a little bit disjointed, disconnected. And camp is really just, you know, hang out, sit in a hammock, just talk about your your pets, you know, like you don't have to just be like, you know, in work mode all the time.
2: Right. And, you know, I also like that it it is a little more, um, you know, one on one because um, it's a lot easier to talk about you know, techniques or your studio or things like that, not in a Vegas setting where you're trying to like yell at each other, um, over all of the noise and, you know, and it's, it's, it's nice too, because everyone has, you know, such different perspectives on, on what they do. And, you know, here you're, you're able to kind of hear all of that. So
1: yeah. And there's fresh air. You don't have to inhale other people's cigarette smoke every time you go go out of your hotel room.
2: there's a little smokers pit, but I mean it's it's not a smoky classroom. So, yeah. yeah. But you know, and I also really like the classes too, because um, it's it's not anything that they really offer at the conference. Um, but also, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, Q and A at the end, and just people's different, you know, ideas on on what we had just talked about, and you know, I I really like that. Yeah. Even if can, even if even if it's bad, like the good and the bad, you know, and, and, you know, there was actually I think it was this last year we had the like a, a big back and forth with the the gold jewelry. So um, it was just nice to hear everyone's different, you know, ideas on that. And even though some of them were kind of negative, um, you know, it it was just a really great discussion.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how things move forward. I mean, you can't you can't expect everybody to have the same opinion, even when it's you know, probably the most commonly accepted opinion. You know, that's not gonna be everybody's opinion. So you need to get the yeah. the voice of dissent. You need to understand why people say yes or no or, or have their opinion rather than just kind of like forcing your opinion on them.
2: Exactly, yes.
1: Did you ever do any sort of like sleepaway camps when you were a
2: kid? Um yes, when I was very young, but I mean I, I don't really I don't really remember. As an adult this is this is my first kind of stuff. So Yeah. I, I
1: did it like Pretty much every summer, you know, up until I was maybe 12, you know, I'd go away for a week or two in the summer. So it's like really comfortable for me, like going to a place like that. It really reminds me of like my childhood and it just makes it a lot easier for me to kind of like unwind and not be like grumpy goth Ryan. You know, it's just kind of like I'm in nature. Hey, look, there's an armadillo. You know, it's just it's it's fun. So. Uh, other than camp, yet another thing that you're doing, uh, involving yourself in with the the app is the the LD scholarship process that's going to be starting up in a couple of months. Um, are you looking forward to that, or or you're kind of like, are you nervous about it at all?
2: Um, I'm looking forward to it. I I guess I'm I'm a little nervous. I mean, I I've never um, really worked on on the scholarship program before. So, you know, this is my first year joining this, but um, I do a little work on the No Excuses Scholarship Committee, I guess. I, I'm not really sure if that's a committee or not, but so, you know, I have a general idea, but the ALD but the scholarship is, you know, it's a pretty big deal, um, you know, so I, I hope that I do a good job on it. I literally just joined this committee maybe like a few weeks ago. I think you'll so, good you know. with it.
1: You know, I, I think uh, <laughs> it's important to have different perspectives. You know, because the the person who was on the panel before you, uh, Kendra Jane, you know, she had her kind of perspective of what are you going to bring to the table as part of the volunteer staff, really. You know, because she was kind of in charge of this this army of registration people, and before that, Tiana McGuire was on there, and you know, she was a long term volunteer. You know, so. I think it's going to be good having somebody like you who's been involved in a lot of different kinds of volunteering and who's seen lots of different aspects of conference, uh, you know, lots of different, you know, people within the industry. And I think that perspective will will really help us get some some good scholars this year. So I, I think you're going to be a great fit.
2: Thanks. I, I hope it all works out. And, you know, again, I love working with, um you know, first time like conference attendees. So. You know, it, I, honestly, anything I can really do to help the the app and and people get to conferences, you know, I I'm there.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, it it is it can be a difficult process because it takes a lot of time. You know, it's it's maybe it is,
2: a yeah, three very month long.
1: process like start to finish. Not like you're working on it all day every day for that three months, but uh, you know, between reviewing the initial applications, you know, taking and sharing your notes, and then doing all of the the, the phone calls and Skype calls and interviews and all that stuff and watching people's videos and then kind of talking with the other people on the panel you're talking with Caitlin uh, about like you know how how do we boil down 25 or 30 applicants to eight scholarship winners is is difficult but it's really rewarding because when you get to conference uh, just like you said you know you get to see these people who They've never been to conference, and without this scholarship, they they might not even ever have the chance to go to conference. And it's just really, right. it's energizing for somebody like me, like somebody who's like all jaded and burnt out and grumpy, um, to see that people still believe in like the wonder and the magic of, of body piercing, and and you know it, it energizes me to to keep going for another year because um, you know it makes me really like thankful of what I have and the opportunities that I, that I've had with like through the app and. You know, I feel like it's really important that the APP constantly tries to put out a, a helping hand for, like, that next generation coming up.
2: Yeah, it, it really is wonderful. Um, yeah. <laughs> deep. Very deep. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Um, so um, for, the, for the people listening, if, uh, if you're a body piercer and you've always wanted to come to conference, but, you know, maybe can't afford it or you're maybe, like, a little bit intimidated by it, keep in mind that sometime around the end of the year, uh, I'd have to check my notes to see when the exact like date is but they'll be uh, opening up applications for the Aldi Sowers Memorial Scholarship to come to the APP conference and for for the winners you get uh, you get accommodation in a hotel you'll be sharing it with one of the other scholars but you'll have a, a shared room with one of the other scholars You'll have a full conference pass to take classes during the week. It's really like an amazing experience because a lot of the previous scholars, you know, go on to be regular attendees at conference. You know, they're, they're part of the volunteer staff. Um, former scholars have gone on to be APP members, APP board members, committee members, all that stuff. Like Kendra Jane started out as an, as an LD scholar and now she's on the board of directors. So, you know, that's a, a pretty significant jump for people. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's open to everybody. You don't have to be an APP member. You don't have to work in an APP studio. It's really just, uh, for professional piercers. You know, I think you need, uh, one or two years professional experience and, and that's really about it. You have to be able to get to Vegas on your own, but once you get there, um, it's, it's a pretty amazing experience and you're part of a, a pretty awesome team.
2: Right. And, um, also if you're, a first time attendee and you maybe just have some questions you can also message me personally for the mentor program we do start doing stuff towards the end of the year as well you can email mentors at safepiercing.org and if you have any you know additional questions about just how to get to conference or anything like that if you decide you don't want to do the scholarship program or anything um you know i'm always there to help you out
1: Yeah, the APP has uh, resources year round. It's not just in the couple of weeks or months leading up to conference. You know, if you have a question, you know, now about conference next year, you know, obviously we don't have the classes and everything sorted out just yet. But, you know, we know where it's going to be. We know when it's going to be. So we can kind of, you know, help you start planning. You know, sometimes people, they have the resources and they have the budget to get there, but they just don't know how to do it. You know, they don't know. You know, oh, do I need to stay at the host hotel or, you know, should I fly in the day before or should I fly in a week before, you know, what kind of stuff do I need to to bring to prove that I'm a piercer and all that stuff, you know. So if you have any questions, totally reach out. There are lots of different resources between the outreach committee, between what Kale does with the mentors, uh, the scholarships. All that different stuff. You know, feel free to reach out. Uh, you can go to the app website, safepiercing.org. You can link to the conference for websites once those are up, and that'll have the application for all the the different scholarships. And you know, just keep in mind that you know it's it's not like a cool kids club. Like you know, we're only trying to help uh, ourselves. We're trying to help everybody. You know, it's it's open to anyone. You don't need to be uh, in like the app bubble to to use the app resources. Exactly. So uh, that's probably going to wrap it up for, for questions, but um, talk again about where people can find you and where maybe where people can look at your jewelry.
2: I'm all over the internet. Um, you can message me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Tumblr. Um, I am on social media as Miss Kale. You can also find my jewelry company if you're interested. It's Uzu underscore organics on Uh, Instagram, and I believe it's the same thing on Facebook. Um, I also have an Etsy store. You can search on there for Miss Kale, and all of my stuff will come up if you're interested. I do sell every year at conference, and I will have my own booth again. So, um, you know, even if you don't look at the stuff that I have online, you know, do come and swing by my booth this next year and at least say hello.
1: Yeah, you got to check out the terrariums before they all get sold out. They're really cute.
2: Yeah, there's there's going to be something a little different this year and they're probably going to go quite fast. So, you know, first come, first serve, I suppose. Cool. Hey, when um, am I going to get my uh, when am I going to get my
1: pizza blanket?
2: Oh, I'm almost finished with it. Really? Yeah. it's And I'm going to post some pictures of it. So nice. <laughs> it's good. pretty great.
1: Cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks for talking to me, Kale.
2: Hey, no problem.
1: All right. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks at Camp BP.
2: All right. Yes. Yeah, so I'll see you then.
1: All right.
0: Did I say that you're, are you going to camp?
1: Oh, I wish I was going to camp. Okay. Cause I think you're still marked down as like interested or going on like the right, Facebook event or something
0: like yeah, that. I talked to uh,
1: Bethra about it and unfortunately I can't make it. Really? Yeah. I think he would love it. I think that'd be like, Oh, I would absolutely literally right it. up your alley. Yeah. I would
0: absolutely love literally. it. Literally. So up my alley. So up. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I've camped once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's super fun. So, I mean, if you can get out there next year, it's awesome. Um, I'm supposed to be doing a class on genital beating at it because, like, mm-hmm. you can do classes there that you can't really get away with at conference. And um, nobody wants to get... Not not at camp, but, like, none of my clients around right. here want to get genital beating so I can take pictures or video for the class. So okay. it's like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have that, those, like, six days in between the UK right. trip and the Germany trip. So I'm going to try to get a client in for that. But if not, I'm just going to probably do, like... The, the procedure as a demo like on Evan's forearm or something there like that there might be
0: and some people at camp that have some beating done too
1: that, maybe just you know, whip your dinks out yeah yeah just yeah. before
0: at the beginning of the class yeah just, I just need to see
1: everybody's you know jam- yeah jam- you jam- know yeah because I'm sure that won't be awkward it's no. a totally professional no. environment so uh, yeah so I got to get ready for that but uh, yeah so I don't know do you want to do you want to go and take Bowser for a walk yeah let's go for and a and little nature hike I love nature nature. Obviously. nature. cool so. alright well let's go do that and then we'll record an episode for next week beautiful All right, and uh, I'll see everybody later. Tomorrow, I head off to Reykjavik, Iceland, uh, and then Saturday, I'll be out in Birmingham, England for the UK APP seminars. So next week will be the interview that we're about to do with Jesse. After that, I'll have a ton of content from from the UK for you, and then after that, uh, I'm on my way to uh, Atlanta and then Germany, so I will see everybody down the road.